0: two weeks ago I wrote a reflection in the Wednesday email about my particular appreciation for autumn a season of cooler mornings refreshing breezes and waning daylight it is a time to hunker down to celebrate the mystery of creation as she teaches us something about rest, recreation, surrender, silence, and the healing grace of the divine. Over the past several days, we have awakened with a bit of chill in the air to early morning sweater weather, and the gift of a beautiful rain falling as grace from heaven Upon us and all creation. Creation does teach us profound lessons if we dare to notice with a mind, a heart, and a spirit open wide to the gifts she offers us. Lessons truly that will transform our lives if we but take them to heart and live by their loving and generous rhythms. This season, autumn, teaches us about the lessons of surrender, acceptance, patience, and peace. These lessons invite us to be truly and quite literally grounded in love, as our generosity theme expresses so simply and yet so powerfully. To be grounded, to be anchored, to be willing to enter as in the darkness of fertile soil, and dare to invite whatever gifts lay fallow in our collective souls to be nurtured so as to grow up and into the beautiful diversity of the divine, leaning towards the warmth and grace of the sun. After all, it's what flowers do. It's what the limbs of trees do, leaning into and toward the gift of warmth of the sun, in making life not only possible, but miraculously sustainable and beautiful beyond imagination. These are the days when memories turn, in my mind, to road trips, road trips my family would often take heading to the mountains in Vermont. This time of year is glorious. It's clothed in the magnificence of Joseph's coat of many colors, Those trees, rich, vibrant, divinely created hues that take one's breath away. Traveling the stretches of those windy, jagged roads climbing high into the mountain range is one of my most cherished experiences of a thin place. A place in which heaven and earth kiss and you find yourself in their extraordinary and loving embrace. Just remembering those drives in the mountains invites me to feel the awe that takes my breath away. Remembering such experiences gives me once again with a profound sense of the presence of the Holy all around me and within me, whatever I find my life circumstances are in the moment. We had a wonderful adult formation class this morning focused on living a life rooted and grounded in our baptismal promises. And what we discovered in that experience of being in the circle is the gift that there is breathtaking beauty and love and holiness all around us. And there is breathtaking beauty and holiness within us. And the only response, it seems to me, worthy of such a divinely given gift is the response of a truly generous and humble heart. A heart that knows itself truly beating in the rhythm of God's grace, beating as one with the divine's own boundless and limitless love, grounded in love as we are responding with the deepest sense of gratitude and humility that is born of such love. And today we are given a gift in our lectionary as we reflect on the psalm appointed for today, Psalm 65. This psalm describes the movement in the life of the spirit that begins with a dutiful response to God for particular blessings. It moves through awe, ...at God's majestic beauty and culminates in a rapturous eruption of extravagant generosity and joyous praise for God. This psalm teaches us that to grow in gratitude is to become more and more the fulfillment of what and who we are created to be. Creatures overflowing with gratitude, living into the beauty, the authenticity that is love seated in our hearts and in our lives. Humble before our God, who has gifted to us and to all an inheritance of such beauty and grace, that we become instruments and agents of that beauty, grace, and love in everything we do, in everything we contemplate, in everything we become. The psalm begins with the statement, Praise is due to you, O God. And it would seem that the prayer song of the psalmist is in response to a time of drought and despair in the past. This is a song of a great thanksgiving for the recreation of a once devastated and parched land and the refreshment of creatures once near death. One commentator I read this week introduced the probability that this psalm This psalm is a communal song of thanksgiving for the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of the Harvest, called Sukkot. This festival, celebrated in these days, commemorates the Exodus and gives thanks for the harvest of both the threshing floor and the wine press. The festival of Sukkot lasts for seven days and concludes with a special Sabbath that afforded people a time to rest and rejoice, a time to eat and drink the fruits of their labors. And we stand humbly before the God of our salvation who has gifted us with all good things. The tables around which we sit day in and day out in our daily lives are intimately connected to this table around which we gather today so that every table becomes a table of thanksgiving, a Eucharist. Because the Greek word Eucharist means thanksgiving. And so it is for us, we who have experienced seasons of drought and parched lands, seasons of drought in prayer, or seasons of parched souls We know something about the miraculous and redemptive love of God in Jesus Christ, even in our own lives. We who sometimes, I who sometimes, act out of only a sense of duty or act on behalf of another and have generously given out of the abundance of our gifts as if to give us a pass for another season down the road. We humans are so often living with a sense of scarcity, a fear that if we do not protect our investments, read our possessions, if we don't hoard them, we will be the losers. Such is not the truth, and it is not the nature that God invites us to live into. And yet at the heart of the meaning of generosity, just as Nathan reminded us this morning, is the root for generativity, for growth that comes forth from generosity, from the love that begets love, from the blessings that set us free to become like the one we receive, and a love to love like the one in whose image each and every one of us is made. I think this morning we are given an opportunity to reflect more deeply more openly, more honestly, about what Nathan invited us to do, to consider what generosity we spread and how we are invited to be generous of our own love and labors in our lives. There is much to commend to our reflection in each of the readings today, as generosity is really at the heart of each one of those readings so i invite you to spend a little time this week with each of those scriptures let them speak to you sing to you resonate with you so that the generosity that is already seated in your soul will be made manifest in your life as a witness to the love of god a god for whom you know, God asks us to show up with generosity that seeks after justice and peace. In her powerful book, Ten Evenings with God, Elia DeLeo, a Franciscan sister and esteemed colleague of Richard Rohr, writes this, The world of nature is most godlike, because God can express divine love without manipulation or control. From the world of nature, we learn simple but profound lessons. Be who you are. Give of yourself for the sake of the whole. Receive without demands. And do not live in fear. Give and it shall be given to you an abundance of overflowing life. Leaves from your own life will be, at some point, falling, and sometimes you will fall underfoot. But if you remain open to God, who continuously surrenders to you in love, abundant life will be yours, an abundance of life beyond what you can ever purchase, possess, control, or perhaps even imagine. My hope is that we learn to dare, to dream, and to deepen our faith, living life with reckless abandon, with a passion for generosity, justice, and joy. May you find that joy in your heart today, and may you live it in the world amen